Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Today, in old technology... It's getting a second look. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Back in the 1970s, the Tennessee Valley Authority built what remains today one of the largest energy storage devices in the world. It's what's known as a pumped storage hydropower plant. A pump takes water from the Tennessee River, shoots it up a giant shaft, and holds it there until power needs peak during the day. At that point, the water is allowed to drain back down, spinning turbines that can generate enough power for a million homes. It's almost like a gravity-powered battery, as big as a cathedral and buried deep inside a mountain. That's according to Robert Kunzig, a freelance journalist who recently wrote about this in depth for the publication Science. He says pumped storage hydro is getting a lot of interest thanks to generous tax credits from the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act. To solve the climate crisis, we're going to need to decarbonize the electric grid. And to do that, we're going to need to build a whole lot of renewable energy, solar and wind. And the trouble with those uh, energy sources, they don't emit carbon, but they're very variable. So you need some way of storing the electricity they produce uh, when they're producing more than you need so that you have it available when they're producing less than you need at night or when the wind is calm. And pump storage hydropower is a proven technology for storing a lot of energy that you could use to tide you over a whole day or even longer when the renewable energy is not producing what you need to meet the needs of the grid. It's, it would just be a very reassuring uh, energy bank to have if you're a grid operator. Yeah. And you describe in your article how this allows utilities to bank that power on a scale that's way more significant than what they can do with lithium-ion batteries, which is another technology that's used to store power. Yeah. I mean, there are plants, uh, the Tennessee Valley Authority plant I, I visited uh, can basically su- supply a small city uh, for a day. There aren't battery plants that can do that. So this is the sort of thing that would give you confidence 
that you can build all the renewables you want and still have a grid that'll be reliably present even on a rainy winter day or week in winter. That's interesting because we always obsess about those hot summer days and trying to get through that hump when people are coming home and turning on all of their appliances. But it's this wet winter days scenario that's really the true test for this technology. Yes, because because that peak lasts longer. So the, what the example you just mentioned, getting over the daytime hump, batteries are actually helping with that already in places like California, uh, where you have a lot of solar energy, people are building a lot of batteries to get over that late afternoon uh, peak. But if you're trying to store energy for a whole day, then you just keep having to add more and more batteries. And the trouble is, the cost doesn't go down much. Each each battery you add to increase the amount of energy you stored costs about the same as the first. And that's where a technology like uh, pump storage comes in. Mm -hmm. But this is incredibly expensive, right? It is very expensive up front. It costs billions of dollars to build one of these things because you've got to tunnel into a mountain to build your, your, your power plant in a cave and you have to build a giant shaft straight up through the mountain to connect the, the, that cave to the upper reservoir. So there's tremendous civil engineering costs up front. But afterwards, there are pump storage hydropower plants around now that have been operating for about a century and they just don't wear out. And the mm. cost per kilowatt hour delivered, but per electricity delivered over that time period is much cheaper than batteries, say. So they have high upfront costs, but low operating costs over the long term. In reporting your story, you visited a place called Goldendale, Washington. I believe this is on the kind of near the Washington-Oregon border, is that right? Yes, it's right on the Columbia River, which is the border between Washington and Oregon. Yeah, and so there's this facility that is in development, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, it's a company called Rye Development, which has been a leader in trying to, uh, you know, a private uh, merchant uh, power developer uh, specialized in hydropower, and they are trying to develop several different uh, facilities um, one of them, they already have a license from the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, which is a quite cumbersome process that any hydropower project has to go through. But Goldendale is a project that they're still they're they're on the verge of getting a license, and it's in in many ways technically a perfect project. Uh, the, the upper reservoir would be two thousand feet above the lower one. It's right on this bluff overlooking the Columbia. Uh, river. The two reservoirs would be quite close together, so the tunnels would not have to be so terribly long. And the lower reservoir is on an old industrial site, and a, a, a derelict uh, aluminum smelter. The trouble is, this site is also a site that is sacred to the Yakima Nation. We'll be right back. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with freelance journalist Robert Kunzig. He visited the site of a proposed pumped storage hydropower project in Goldendale, Washington. Robert writes the facility could offer 12 hours of on-demand renewable power to every home in Seattle. But it would occupy land considered sacred by the Yakima Nation, which opposes the project. 
The site where Rye Development proposes to put a pump storage hydropower plant is called Juniper Point, or but in the Yakima language, it's called Pushpum. And it's a site that is sacred to them. It figures in their creation stories. And it's a place where they forage for, for first foods. For uh, They follow sort of a, a traditionally a seasonal round of collecting these uh, foods that is important to their rituals. And they've been doing this for thousands of years. So there are also archaeological sites that are located in this area that would be affected uh, by the proposed plant. So um, there's just very strong emotional, historical heritage reasons, very strong opposition on the part of the tribe uh, to this development. What occurred to you is the biggest hurdle to seeing, you know, this really flourish as an energy solution in the U.S.? I would say the biggest hurdle is our difficulty in building big things that pay off over the long term. And for part of the country or for a large part of the country, it's a electricity system that has been uh, deregulated and turned over to the market. And the market does not plan decades ahead. Yeah, it's a great point. Markets tend to be very focused, notoriously so, on the short term. Yes. And in from their point of view, this is a tremendously volatile time right now in the electricity business. And so it's very hard if you're, you know, sitting in the seat of responsibility at one of these utilities to commit to spending billions of dollars on a plant that's going to last many decades when there's so much else going on and there are new technologies being developed that could maybe ultimately outcompete pump storage hydropower. That was journalist Robert Kunzik. We've linked to Robert's article on our website, marketplacetech.org. There's a real push to develop new forms of battery technology. Finland, for example, installed the world's first working sand battery back in 2022. There are also iron-air batteries, which capture the energy released when water, oxygen, and iron are mixed together. During our conversation, Robert and I also discussed lithium-ion batteries. Those, of course, are a staple of electric vehicles. We recently spoke to Reuters correspondent Ernest Scheider about controversies over mining lithium and other minerals that are critical to storing energy. Links to all of that are also available on our website. Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.